This is Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, with your hosts, Jane Prater and Ryan Seed. Perfect Organism is the only exclusive alien podcast of its kind, with our official discussion group, the Weyland-Yutani Bulletin. Check it out. Independently targeting particle beam failings. Fry half the city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, base plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. We got nukes. We got knives, sharp sticks. Knock it off, Hudson. All right, gear up. Was there an alien on board? Yes. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Charles, please, open up! I can't do this with anyone. Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. Um, I am your host, Jane Prater, and this is my co-host. Ryan, hey, what's up, guys? It's been a hey, while. Hey, everybody. So this is another, our second entry into the Wayland dutani Bulletin Speaks series, which is an ongoing, hopefully weekly series. Um, we've have, we, I've asked some of the admins of the Wayland dutani Bulletin, which I am also an admin of, um, and Ryan and our other co our roundtable co-host are a, a member of the Bulletin. I asked mm-hmm. the admins to nominate uh a discussion and they nominated this one and uh ryan and i thought it was a good one um especially with some news that came out today in terms of uh ridley scott talking a little bit about blomkamp's alien um so uh without further ado we're going to get into this and we're going to read like we did last time when when i was Mm -hmm. with um michael we're going to read the title and just kind of read what the fans are talking about right now. Yeah, so the title of this one, it was on May 2nd. Uh, it was posted, um, let's see, it says Ridley Scott colon Neil Bloomkamp's Alien 5 is never going to happen. Um, and the person who posted it put, son of a, I knew it. Um, and it got a ton of responses. Um, first one here is says, uh, we'll see, movies get so much gossip these days, it's ridiculous. I assume Scott heard Bloomkamp was thinking of making an alien movie, so he stepped in to take his franchise back. That's a common um, common theme among fandom. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, the next one is, might be a good thing. I still feel Christopher Nolan is the only visionary director capable of bringing something new to the table for an Alien 5 slash Alien 3. Uh, new universe film. Oh man, if they signed up Nolan for a oh, for alien film. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Woo! <laughs> Just getting hot thinking about it. Oh man. <laughs> it would be one long like five year orgasm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd be hurting afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um Next one says, uh, I love Scott, but that asshole abandoned the franchise straight after Alien. Now he's seen where the money is and wants it back. I don't see why both of them can't be involved. Also, I would have greater respect for him if he admitted Prometheus was shit. Um, do you want me to read the response or do you want to read? I can response? read it. Um, okay, yeah. 
the next one, the response to that specific comment is, I agree. He said he was done with the universe and didn't care what other directors did with it. On record, on record that he didn't want to see any more aliens. Got pissed that two or three concept art drawings got far more praise than his precious Prometheus and changed his whole story arc, which actually isn't the way it happened at all. Um, very little of that is true. Um, if any of it is, um, but we'll get to that after the, we're going to have a discussion about what we're reading, um, after we read all these responses. Right. Um, most of the rest are, or a few of the rest are pretty short. I'm going to scroll down to this one and I'm just going to refrain from saying any specific names, but, uh, So this one says, uh, the thing I'm really starting to hate about these alien prequels is that in the first alien, it was supposed to be the first time mankind ever encountered this type of alien. Now I'm to believe they run into it on the regular, according to these prequels. Um, Prediction Covenant is just going to piss off a loyal fan base of alien and aliens. Next response is, well, now you know that everyone dies, so no one was able to report seeing an alien. Way to spoil it for everyone, LOL. (laughs) Um, And the response to that is, true reminds me of Rogue One. Spoiler alert, this movie contains a Death Star. (laughs) (laughs) And the next one is, spoiler alert, everyone in Covenant dies. (laughs) (laughs) Darn it! That's kind of an ongoing kind of joke going on in fandom right now like hey yeah. it's an alien film who who dies i mean even the alien official alien page put up a i think we discussed this once before the the what was it called the death bracket um yeah yeah who survives and who lives i didn't like that but uh it was funny right, right. yeah exactly um, um let's see kyle crane's response to the this one post that i don't think doesn't have mm-hmm. it's not contextual enough but i think that's a worthy response Mm-hmm. Um, his response is, I'll just read what was originally posted. It says, um, implying Ridley can control Fox. And then the response is, Ridley Scott has more clout than many other directors working today. There's a reason he has 25 projects at some stage of production this year. He wants a project shut down and happens. Wow, 25? Really? Yeah. Um... <laughs> This other one, it's it's a bit contentious. Um, I don't, I I think it's a little too contentious to read it fully. Um, yeah. But he says basically Blomkamp's vision was immense, and he doesn't think highly of, of Ridley Scott. And the next one, I'll just keep it because it's very short. Too bad he's not a good filmmaker. He may have had a nifty idea, and this is referring to Neil Blomkamp. But he probably was going to find room to cast Die Antwoord or D Antwoord in an alien in an alien movie. No fucking thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I think uh, oh, not at all. I think with Chappie, um, well, I'm not sure what his motivation exactly was to kind of have the ant word play sort of uh, these alter ego versions of themselves in Chappie. Um, maybe he's friends with them or something, or he thought it would be a nice creative touch. Um, I don't know if it. I don't know if it really helped or hurt the film that much. Um, I thought there was overall, I thought the film was, was okay. Um, it was just kind of forgettable, but I don't know if they really heard it. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's intention is to, to bring them back every film or film everything in, in South Africa or something. It just, I think it's just how it worked out with, uh, you know, this first few films, but, um, he just doesn't have as much of the track record 
that I mean, I can still make a really sound judgment on it. I, I don't feel. I mean, three films. Um, yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. It, um, it's hard to say. I mean, District Nine was just uh, just amazing. Um, you know, great film, and um, obviously, uh, you know, most people agree Elysium and Chappie fell short. But uh, but this guy, I mean, I really believe in his vision. You know, I really believe what he could do with the Alien franchise, and I. I think the people that wanted to sign on to it wouldn't, wouldn't have signed on otherwise, you know, like Weaver, Michael Bean, even James Cameron was on board with it if, if there wasn't some substance to it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, that's enough of my rambling. Let's move on to. Uh, uh, I don't think this this next one has a little bit to do with the eggs in Covenant or whether they're eggs or not, but uh, yeah. um, Patrick Munoz uh, has. His his reply is a good one. Maybe that's a good. Oh mm-hmm. wait. Um, uh, no, maybe we can skip over this. Uh, this was from here down. They're talking about eggs and the redesign of Covenant, which doesn't make any uh. sense under this post. Um, let's start with Brandon Holtzclaw. Okay. Uh, so he posted his comment was sorry, but the thought of retconning. Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection to bring back dead characters who are much too old to play the roles anymore unless they were to take place 30 years later. Um, and the next one is, uh, does nobody read sci-fi anymore? I can't think of I can, I can think of several ways to explain the aging, easiest of which is a simple malfunction in the hypersleep chambers. Something I was writing into a script idea of my own before Blumkamp came along and made me realize I need to line my hats with tinfoil, <laughs> whatever that means, um, which would cause some serious angst um, since it means that they essentially lost 30 years worth of time while aging the whole time, or even mm. more time lost while aging, but not aging as fast as, say, 60 to 80 years, real time lost, um, real time real time lost with 30 years worth of aging. It's kind of confusing, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, we can suspend our disbelief for parasitical biomechanical aliens, but mucking around with technological snafus and aging is where we draw the line. Um, good, good point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, next response was it can be done. doesn't mean it's good. Um, and then the following response to that was pretty sure it was supposed to take place 30 years later. Newt was going to be an adult. Um, okay. Let's see. So this one's short, but I, I think it's just, um, couple below. Yeah. Um, I'll just read the first part. It says, why is everyone but hurt about fanboy Bloomkamp's alien movie falling apart? Did any of you see Chappie? Sigourney's getting too old for this anyway. And then the response is, not to mention that Weaver is contracted to do the next four Avatar films for the next few years, which is also a Fox production. This project was never going to happen. Um, the next response after that is Blomkim has a lot of great ideas, but is yet to prove he wasn't a one hit wonder with district nine Elysium and Chappie were poo. Even if the ideas were solid. Uh, I think that that's unfair to call them poo. I think of the mm-hmm. two Chappie was the least realized. Um, right. I think Elysium had really, really great potential. It was the world building in Elysium was incredible. Right. Um, it just, mm-hmm. he, it was, it was kind of a, the story he chose was, uh, not well thought out and uh, he didn't give enough time to the script and there's yeah. a lot of social, social snafus. Um, yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of, 
there's a lot going on in there that were that really needed to be rethought out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I to call them poo, I just uh, those films take a lot of time and effort. Um, so right. um, I mean, there are some films that are garbage for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But even the garbage ones took a lot of time and effort, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, although I'll read these underneath it. As yeah, as yeah. The next one is agreed, though I don't like District Nine either. Not ashamed to admit it. It didn't work for me. Uh, the next one is it's cool. Different strokes for different folks. It's my favorite movie of all time for some reason. But I get flamed all the time for not like li- for not liking Nolan's The Dark Knight. I thought it was okay objectively, but personally, I didn't enjoy it at all. Mm. Blomkamp had a lot of help in District Nine and more free reign on the other two. I fear he's re- a reincarnated George Lucas, which is an odd thing to say. I don't. I. I you can't make those comparisons whatsoever. Um, yeah. Not whatsoever. And mm-hmm. George Lucas, like Ridley Scott, and many other filmmakers have had bombs. Yeah. Um, they've had films. I mean, most of Ridley Scott's films have bombed, um, except for Prometheus, which is argue. It's arguable. Um, mm-hmm. Or and The Martian. The Martian's his biggest hit in a long, long, long time. He made right. The Counselor, which fell completely flat. But it doesn't matter. Even though his films, many of his films of late have bombed and not made money. Any movie he wants to make, he makes. They gave him money for yeah. it. You know? Like Steven Spielberg. Um, yeah. No, he made that BFG movie. I yeah. think it came out last year. Just tanked. Oh, Big totally. Yeah. But Spielberg can do whatever he wants, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't still seen can. that. Was that? I still haven't seen that. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I think for, <laughs> at least for some people, once when you hear the BFG, I mean... A lot of us, you know, former Doom players or current Doom players, is like, oh yeah, the big effing gun from Doom. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I'll read. Uh, let's see. Okay, I'll read this one. Well, he wasn't gonna get any more money making movies with guys on horses. He only has a net worth of 140 million. Poor old man can't admit James Cameron evolved his film and now he's forced to make an action film about aliens just to keep people interested. That's a, I mean, that's interesting. That's a pretty direct point to make. Um, you know, I don't know how accurate that is, but I think a lot of people feel that way. That, um, uh, I, I think I'm sure. Extent. Yeah. It's weird. I, I mean, I, I think that there's some, there's some truth to the ideas in that point. Um, Mm -hmm. I I certainly think, and you know, I know you and I have discussed this a lot, um, that Fox probably came to Ridley Scott and said, Hey, look, um, this is what the fans are responding to. This, Mm -hmm. there was some, there's some real criticism and probably frankly, Prometheus didn't make enough money for us. It did make some money. I'm sure. I think it recouped its losses, but it didn't. Most of the times these studios, especially these big tentpole films, they want Mm -hmm. these studio, they want these films to make like an excess of four and $500 million. I mean, let's see. I think Prometheus made, I think, um, it was low 400 million. Yeah. Um, So it really made a lot of money for them, I guess. Um, yeah, based on whatever the budget for Prometheus was probably a little over hundred million, and then a ton of marketing, um, and then I guess sort of the very loose rule of thumb is you just double whatever that is, and then yeah. you can make profit. So yeah, I mean it's re- I guess when you say when you 
you know, compared to that, that's pretty much right in line, which with you've been saying that it just barely recouped its losses. So it made a small profit, but Fox, uh, I think Fox wanted it to at least, you know, pull in five or 600 million. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think it just fell a little short. It wasn't, well, it definitely wasn't a bomb, but, but you know, it's, it uh, left a lot to be desired. Yeah, so. and it could have done b- better business. I mean, if it was a better film, yeah. to be honest with you. And I right. think that's what they were are striving for with Covenant. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll read the next one. Um, yeah. Okay, Ridley, I forgive you for all the Prometheus thing. Alien 5 was a terrible idea and pretty insulting to retcon two filmmakers' work in Alien 3 and Alien 4. The first a greatly underrated entry and the latter a hideously bad movie. Agreed there. Um, mm-hmm. I never agreed with the retconning of them or or the silly, oh, they were clones thing. Yes, mm-hmm. this is a little bit of of get the hell out of my toy box, but Ridley's ownership but Ridley's ownership here, Ridley, I guess he's saying, um, oh, he's saying, yes, there's a little bit of get the hell out of my toy box about Ridley's ownership here, but if Covenant delivers um, were pompous atheists didn't. <laughs> I'm in. And I'll just read these really quick. Yeah, Alien yeah. Three director, Alien Three director disowned his own film, and Alien Four was a narrative disaster. Um, mm. and when this other guy asks, "Hey, is this studio intrusion, right?" Uh, for the referencing mm-hmm. Alien Three, and then the last one is, "Yes, theatrical release was butchered in the editing room. That's why we got the assembly release." Mm-hmm. Um, let's skip down here and just read. This one's a good one here. It's a little bit meatier. So um, this person put, if Fox didn't want to do Alien 5, then why did they meet with Bloomcamp after his concept art went online? Why did they hire him? Ridley better hit Covenant out of the park or I'll trust him as much with this franchise as Disney trusts Lucas with Star Wars. I think if Ridley keeps making alien movies, he will do something to recon, retcon aliens out of the timeline. Uh, And response was, oh, hell no. If someone tried to retcon aliens, I'd Jay and Silent Bob my ass in Hollywood. (laughs) And I'd have an army with me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's there's no way that... I mean, really yeah. has a lot, yeah. a lot of control right now, but there's no way Fox would let him retcon aliens. No, and I don't um, think he, you know, and Ridley Scott's always been on record saying uh, Cameron did the sequel, or the sequel. He's always praised Cameron. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he'd even want to anyways, so that would just be ridiculous. But Yeah. yeah. Um, the next one after that is, it's, it's, it's not long, but there's some interesting responses, mm-hmm. um, is... I love the Alien franchise, and Alien 5 would have fallen in the same category as AVP. It was a tacky idea. Um, and then I'll read the next one, and then yeah. maybe if you want to read that one after that, mm-hmm. uh, or those after that. I love Aliens 1 and 2. Aliens 3 and 4 suck story-wise. They were weak. Blomkamp's Alien would have been awesome. And the res- direct response to that is, it would have taken the Alien mystery out and made them common fodder. Scott is keeping it alien and mysterious, like the freshness he gave the franchise with Prometheus' new ideas already mimicked. Alien 3 was a great film, still is. Uh, Next response was, uh, oh, same person said, Alien Resurrection was silly, but Ripley was great in it. And the next few are, Alien 3 was well acted, but... 
did not like the direction it took. It was, it was for me, the movie that ruined aliens. And again, just to, for context, while we're reading these, mm -hmm. um, we're, you know, this is, this, this is a thread discussing the possibility of, of Neil Blomkamp's alien, um, project and the idea that it's dying or it's dead. Um, mm -hmm. and then people are referencing, um, alien three, um, and, and this is kind of the nature of how discussions go. They kind of, they'll, they'll kind of split off into other discussions or other references. Um, but I felt like we, we feel like it's important. Um, yeah. So the one from afterwards is the problem with Alien Three was that they set a summer 1992 release without a script or a director attached, which is true. After going through Rennie Harlan and Vincent Ward, David Fincher more or less inherited a runaway train. I don't mm. blame him for disowning it in the end. It sounded like a demoralizing nightmare being stuck working on that film. One could see that the next response is one could see that David one could see David Fincher's mark on the film and can pick up what a great a great director he was going to become. Yeah, those two comments are just spot on, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and let's see, move down. Um, let's see. The, this so, one by uh, Dalova. It's it's small, but oh, it's yeah, yeah, interesting okay. points. Yeah. Um, so he says, so there was no storyboard, really? Is this how a film nowadays is made? Uh, response was, says Ridley, LOL, um, and response is Ridley Grams. Incidentally, one of the unused Ridley Grams for Alien concerning Ripley finding Dallas and Brett cocooned may or may not have influenced the hell sequence in Douglas Trumbull's brainstorm. Um, hmm. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, and then there's a response after that, uh, Responding to the original post, this person put, gutted, I like the concept ideas. Hopefully it will go in the right direction then. Looking forward to Covenant. Um, and I'll let you go ahead. For um, okay, this one guy says, happy to hear it. And the next guy says, it's all good. Just read, book, just read Aliens book one and two. Um, the next one is, no problem here. That just leaves the door wide open after Ridley's done. And what I've seen from Covenant so far looks spectacular. Um, mm -hmm. And someone else goes, "Woo, best news ever!" or "Best news I've read all day." Um, mm -hmm. And then the other one uh, is, if they connect Covenant to that piece of shit Prometheus, it's gonna suck, um, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and keep reading those. Okay, things. and they already did in the new prologue release, The Crossing. Um, and then someone says, "You think they would have learned because that movie was god awful?" Um, then they were, this next person, the same person goes, the plot or the themes or what specifically didn't you like? I didn't like the two scientists in the dome and five fields, practical effects, but there's lots to like if you're curious, uh, if you're the curious philosophical sci-fi fan. Mm. Um, and then the last two are the ripping off of the black goo from the X-Files here, here, I, I agree. Them yeah. trying to make the aliens from come from humans, the bad acting and so overused plot. It was like they're trying to redo the first alien movie, but with goo and giant al albinos. Um, <laughs> the black goo comes from ancient North mythology. It's a life substance called Eiter, maybe. Um, this Eater. film draws from Eater, maybe? Yeah, Eater. I think that's where we get the English word ether from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. um, so the, his last post is, 
or the finishing of his post is the film draws from John Milton's Paradise Lost, H.P. Lovecraft's Mountains of, Mountains of Madness, the Anukai mythology, Kubrick's 2001, Friedrich Nietzsche, or Friedrich Nietzsche. The, yeah. one, the questions of AI becoming a separate intelligence as we move closer to the technological singularity possibility by 2040, and to tie in Blade Runner and tie-ins, Blade Runner replicants that don't even know they're replicants, higher alien intelligence that created the engineers, on and on and on. This this cinematic universe could become great and vast, tying in many properties out there like The Thing, Blade Runner, Firefly, Man in the High Castle, Predator, etc. Interesting points he's making. I agree yeah. with a lot of that. Um, some of them mm -hmm. I don't. Towards the end, I don't yeah. think that there's tie-ins with Firefly. I'm sorry, yeah. Firefly fans. I just don't like it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think... Uh, I, I really think where Prometheus succeeds is in those larger questions um, where, you know, who are we um, mm -hmm. and how responsible are we for life that we create? And yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And the quest for longer life and what that means. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, yeah, I think um, it's uh, yeah. I, I, those are worthy, worthy um, bullet points that he made. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't have any issue with uh, the ideas of Prometheus that are trying to be presented, um, you know, and we'll get into this more, but it really, it just came down to characters and a poorly, poorly thought out story. Yeah. And, uh, um, but, uh, but no, the ideas behind it, the philosophical stuff, you know, I'm, I'm always... Oh, if it's done well, I'm always interested in it. Um, I think, uh, I think Prometheus does open a lot of doors, uh, a lot of avenues that the Alien series can go, but, mm -hmm. uh, but it fell way short in a lot of ways. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, uh, from all of we've heard so far, you know, um, Covenant's riding the ship. Yep. Uh, so, uh, but uh, I think it'll still, what I've also heard is it still expands on, you know, kind of those themes from Prometheus. Um, hopefully done in the context of a better story and, you know, much, much more compelling characters, you know? So, yeah. Um, so the next response to that is to the original post is he's a great director, but what a douchebag. I suppose have fanboys tell you your shit doesn't stink for a decade or four and you start to believe it. Um, <laughs> and, Let's see. Next one it says, "No, I was so fucking hyped, and then they just drop it. What the fuck? I'm so fucking triggered. <laughs> <laughs> triggered. I'm triggered. <Yeah. laughs> um, and let's see. Yeah, next one is good. It was lame fan fiction, um, but." Uh, this one, I'm not going to read that. It looks like the thought wasn't finished. But, uh, and then this one says, I love the idea of a new alien movie, but I'm not sure that Bloomcamp would make a decent film, although counting on Sigourney, um, I think he meant, although he would be counting on Sigourney to yep. make it good. And he also liked Chappie and District 9. Um, oh, that's yeah. our, our pal, which I'll say by name, Luis Nostromo. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. He, he made that comment. Uh, interesting. Okay. Um, do you want me to keep going? Or sure, you sure. Go? Okay. Uh, next one says, Elysium was excellent also. I think Bloom Camp would have done an excellent job on Alien. Um, 
And before I continue, I, I hope people are seeing just the huge range of responses people are having about Bloom Camp. And because I, I, I feel like when it first was announced, it was nothing but positive. Yeah. Um, and people were just stoked. And I didn't really start noticing, you know, a lot of the more negative uh, negativity about it um, until probably like a, a year into it or a half a year in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people started really questioning it more. Um, and, you know, especially when, you know, Covenant was announced and they were making that, I think there was a lot more polarization with Bloom Camp's film. Um, and it's just, it's just so interesting to go through this thread and see the different responses from people and just, um, cause I feel like I can really kind of relate to both. Although, you know, I still really want to see Bloom Camp's film, but, uh, but just, just so interesting how, how strong some of the reactions have been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think time does an interesting thing to fans. I think there was all that hype and then I think people start thinking about it, but also, you know, to... To the credit of a lot of people who are spec, who are or who are skeptical about it, you know the the reality is, Chappie and Elysium. Even though I think Elysium, it was the world building was great and there were some great things about it, and I enjoyed Chappie for what it was. The scripts were half baked; they weren't fully realized; they weren't pushed as far as they could go. Um, right. And you're talking about a fandom who has had their their alien films just kind of dropped. Um, over and over and over since I would say since the release of Alien Three, but I, I really mm -hmm. I can't I don't really want to include that because it's kind of stood the test of time in terms of it being yeah. timeless and a really worthy entry. But still, um, that's kind of when that ball started to drop, um, mm -hmm. and as, certainly then with Prometheus, the ball was just dropped, and then those the hor you know horrible Alien Resurrection and the horrible Alien AVP films. Right. Um, so I think people are like, wait a minute, this guy who. Who, yes, he made one, really one good film, but he's just made two films that haven't been very good, and he wants to he wants to mess around with my Ripley or my Hicks mm -hmm. or my like. People are like, no, wait, no, you know, yeah, and they should be that way, you know, yeah. Um, and this is this is kind of what happens when um, care isn't given to a franchise. What right. has happened with the Alien franchises? You've had three films and uh, two films that were made expertly, amazingly. And then the studio got deeply involved in the third one, and they got deeply involved in the fourth one. Then they threw a, then they threw out these other two crossed universe AVP films. Really, yeah. I mean, they're just shitting on it, shitting on it, shitting on it. These <laughs> this really important um, colossal mm. franchise that's not like anything else that's out there. Um, and people are right. sick of it. They're sick. They're sick and tired of it. They're they're scared. Yeah. They're, you know, and I, I I mean this in the realm of the universe of fandom. They, they're scared about their, you know, these beloved uh, characters and, you know, the alien yeah. and all these things. And they, they just like, stop. No, don't do this to us. Don't do this to us anymore. Right. Um, yeah. Write the ship. And I think Co alien covenant, like you've said, like we've said, is that writing of the ship. I think it's going to be great. Hopefully. Um, yeah. But so people are just, people are just really, really cautious and wary. You know, this is, yeah. we're part of a fandom that is been polarized. Uh, they feel like they haven't been treated well. Um, all sorts mm -hmm. of things. So these are these are the reactions of a fan base that uh, is all over the map um, because uh, there, you know, this really amazing idea has been uh, tossed around like it isn't important. Right. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, it just kind of reminded me of, um, you know, when you mentioned what uh, our friend William Robbie, the one who founded uh, Whaling Tony Bulletin, he said, uh, he was referring to Ridley Scott, but he said, you know, we gave Ridley our, our yeah. baby and he dropped it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think even though this is Neil Bloomkamp we're talking about, it still kind of applies because yep. there's this there's this cautiousness, there's this concern that we give, okay, let's give Bloom Camp our baby. Um, yeah. I don't quite trust him. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I did District 9, that was great. Um, but then his next two, uh, I don't know if I was on board visually, they were great, but, you know, I'm just not sure if I'm ready to give him this thing that I care so much about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, yeah, I think, you know, so I, I think that totally reflects a lot of people in fandom and uh you know myself as well i i tend to be a little bit more optimistic about these things but mm -hmm. uh, but i definitely understand and feel like i can empathize with the, a lot of the caution and um you know people have about it so absolutely yeah. and you know i i think you and i are like i'm very optimistic as well and i mm -hmm. i do feel like blomkamp will make a solid alien film i think uh he knows i think he knows his shortcomings he's actually discussed at length his shortcomings mm -hmm. with his films um, and said, Hey, yeah, you know, they needed a little bit more time or I felt rushed. And you mm -hmm. know, um, he's, that's, that's, that's a really neat necessary thing for artists, especially filmmakers, because they're not just painting a photo, an image and they're putting it in their studio to leave to maybe somebody wants it to buy. They're making a movie to release to millions of people. So it's mm -hmm. a different kind of art. Um, and I right. think the best filmmakers who are artists um, can kind of learn from their mistakes. And I really mm -hmm. think, um, especially, uh, I, I believe that, uh, I do believe that Blomkamp's film is on, but we're going to get into that after this. We've continued yeah. reading. Um, but I think, uh, I think Blomkamp's in a good position right now, but uh, we'll get to yeah. that in a minute. Yeah. Um, I think I read a little bit, so you can go Okay. Ahead. Uh, yeah. the next one is personally, I'm very happy about this, meaning I'm very happy that, uh, Blomkamp's film is dead. In a universe as massive as the alien one, there's no need to retcon, to, for retcons of any kind. If Blomkamp would have been interested in an original story, I might have felt different. Alien 3, Blomp would equal Blomkamp's retcon it's idea. Than, greater than, uh, I think that's what you mean, right? Alien oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien 3 is greater than Blomkamp's retcon idea. Mm. Um, and then someone else says, kind of like going back and trying to change or rewrite history. What happened in the original Alien, Aliens, and, and everything else in the franchise has happened. You, like you said, if Blomkamp would have come up with an original idea to take place after resurrection, then it wouldn't make sense. And then someone says, I agree guys. Hmm. Um, and here's one, this is a very, very positive response. Um, it says, I'm, I think Bloom camps version needs to be made alternative timelines, storylines, and the alien user universe should be allowed. Covenant looks amazing compared to Prometheus, but this should not be the only lore rules within this franchise. So he really, um, there's someone that really wants to see it happen. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, on board, although I wouldn't say it's so much like an alternate, I don't know if they would call it alternate timeline. I'm not exactly sure because even Bloomkamp himself said it wasn't retcon um, three and resurrection. I, but I don't think it would be some, you know, and I think they kind of got into that a little bit with that video game, um, Alien Clo Aliens Colonial Marines, um, which supposedly is 
canon. I don't know if that's still the case anymore, but um, they found a way to kind of, I guess it wasn't so much retconning um, the three out of the timeline, but uh, just kind of a different way of um, presenting it or just kind of showing you what actually did happen aboard the Sulaco. Um, but uh, it was just, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think that it's, um, you know, I, I do want, I still really want to see his vision, you know, yeah. see what he had in mind. I agree. But, um, and I don't think he's retconning them either. I think he's just not touching them. He's saying, this is my film. Um, right. Yeah. Those are, those are there. If you want to watch them, here's this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would probably put, it, it would be interesting how Fox is going to, how Fox would sell that. Um, right. Uh, his version, if his version is a natural sequel to Aliens, then what does become of Alien 3? Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, as much as I love Alien 3, I love it so much. I really, really do. Yeah. Um, it's my second favorite to Alien. Um, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with what Blomkamp wants to do, but part of that yeah. is, is my my loyalty to Ripley. I want to see her right. again. Um, right. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm a diehard Alien 3 fan, and uh, I'm totally fine with it. I'm totally fine mm-hmm. with what Blomkamp wants to do. I mean, it doesn't change anything. Those, If you want to watch those movies, and I think maybe psychologically people think, yeah, but it's, it didn't happen, you know? Um, right, yeah. I still think Alien 3 is a worthy closure to Ripley's story. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. sensible one. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a fun one. Um, yeah. It doesn't have the hope that the other two have before it. Not at all. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's a really, the whole film of Alien 3 is a very um, burdened film. Um, it's a burdened yeah. story. Ripley has the weight of the world and she's lost everything, you know, mm. so much that she's lost her hair, you know, and she's yeah. dressed like a prisoner. Um, yeah. There's so much to it. Um, and I, I, it's, a, it's a wonderful closure to a very, to kind of this story of a whistleblower and what, what her whistleblowing got her, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, so yeah. With that, all that said, I, I'm still on board with Blomkamp. I mean, if he can do something yeah. original and um, if he can bring Ridley, Ripley back and she's doing something that's necessary and needed and she's important, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so next person, next person wrote, fair enough. Uh, let's just hope Covenant is better than Prometheus. I still can't get over the scene where they are running in a straight line. Um, the responses <laughs> to that were... Uh, people do stupid things in panic, and there was tons of flaming debris hurling to the ground on either side of the juggernaut that would have killed them just as easily. Um, and then the next person put, with all of the crap in this film, it still astounds me that people complain about the straight line running. There's so much worse to complain about. Yeah. Um, true that. True that. I, there's uh, way more things in terms of what characters do in Prometheus that make no sense. That's just mm-hmm. the icing on the cake, them running in the straight line. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead, yeah. After that is, uh, someone says, still holding out hope, to be honest. Ridley says a lot of things that end up being untrue or proven wrong, like Numi's appearance in Covenant. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is, damn it, it doesn't matter that there wasn't a script if the ideas were good. My fear is that Ridley is now abandoning his lofty ideas to give us a horror movie. Boring, just plain boring. And if that horror movie has has waylaid better films from being made, or uh, if that horror movie has kept, I'll just say kept better films from being made, mm-hmm. then that is a crying shame. I'd rather see a new film with Ripley in it than a bunch of characters I don't care about. I understand. Totally, mm-hmm. you know. 
people left Prometheus not caring about anybody, you know? Yeah. So then Blomkamp comes on and says, here's someone you do care about. And people are like, fuck yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you want to read um, the next few? Yeah, so next one says, uh, this is a good thing, like or hate the direction. At least we can guarantee that the universe on a lower cinematic level will maintain cohesive thought and direction. Alien resurrection, anyone? Um, and then next to by the same person says, uh, what a load of shit. Ridley thinks he owns the alien franchise and put his foot down. Just wants his crap to get attention. Wanker. Uh, And then he writes again, there's a story storyboard and artwork actors slash actors to back it as well as fans. I don't believe this and we'll keep fighting. Um, yes, we'll keep fighting too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and next one is, uh, oh, he just liked it. Nice. <laughs> um, to be honest, this is typical Ridley. He doesn't give a shit what anyone else thinks is being mo- mega. I think it's supposed to be mega maniacal yeah. about being in control of the universe he created. And we all know what happened with the director who did a similar thing for prequels in his own universe. Cough, George Lucas. Cough. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, you can go ahead. Um, I'll, I'll skip to the next one. Um, I think the Alien prequels are pointless. A good friend of mine said really should have moved forward with the telling of Alien or leave off where James Cameron's Aliens left off with left off as Aliens three sucked as did Aliens four, Aliens one and, and Aliens one and two were the better films. The next response is, I completely agree with you, George, or whatever. They should have left it with aliens, done and dusted. The later films don't count and don't exist to me. The shite third movie was only made because Fox needed the money. That had nothing to do with the fans or the continuing story. From Alien 3 onwards, the film have been shit. The next one is, Neil Blomkamp would have given us a decent sequel to Aliens. Alien 3 having Hicks killed by drowning in his cryotube. Fucking weak, whack shit. <laughs> went to the theater to see Alien 3 hated it immediately upon hearing of Newton Hicks' death made part 2 seem pointless Ripley and the Space Marines go through hell to rescue Newt only to have her die fuck the person who wrote the script for Alien 3 <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's so many hands in that cookie jar for the script Just yeah. yeah um Next one is, to be fair it was Fox who was to blame for that those two characters were created by James Cameron Fox would have had to pay Cameron to continue their story. And as Fox does, they cheaped out and said, kill them off instead. And that's not what happened. Uh, Fox owns that story. James Cameron wrote the script for Fox. James Cameron doesn't own that script or the story. He wrote the stories, but he doesn't own them. He would have to buy the rights to those characters in order for him to, for that statement to be true. And it's not true. Just so everybody knows. Right. Mic drop. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Next one says, uh, I don't know, this is more of a character thing, but um, says uh, Hicks didn't drown. He was impaled and crushed. Um, Didn't know what hit him. Newt drowned. In the comic of the movie, Newt has the alien inside of her, but when Newt starts to drown, the alien comes out from her throat and goes inside Ripley. The film is a mess. And silly how the eggs are in the dropship and upside down. Definitely a nightmare. As silly as the queen getting on board that little tiny dropship as well. Just so everybody knows. Uh, you know, Or the queen getting on an elevator. 
let's just call it for what it is. But we forgive it because the characters in the movie is so awesome. So right. that's we can forgive stuff like that if if we're engrossed and we're rooting for people. So right. um, let's not pretend that aliens isn't without some really ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, it is what it is. So I just yeah. for the sake of balance. Yeah. Um most of the rest is just some pictures. Yeah. Um, so I'll read them the one after that. It says, um, you can't compare the shitty stories of Alien 3 and 4 to 1 and 2. 3 and 4 are just garbage. 3 was well acted, though. 4 had a great cast. The storyline sucked, the big one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the person responds three was well acted it's just the entire premise and the treatment of the characters was god-awful and quite honestly insulting though it is very fascinating to understand what was going on behind the scenes and why it turned out to be the mess that it is and then the other person responds yes i thought the idea of the prison colony to be interesting could have been a better movie if they had ripley hicks and newt not only defending against the alien but also the prisoners I'm not sure if it, Alien 3 would have benefited from having Hicks no, no. and Newt in it. Yeah, I, I um, agree. Just the whole, you know, because, and Cameron even talked about it, Aliens is about this family, family bonding. And yeah, yeah. You know, Alien 3 is this bleak, um, sort of nihil, nihilistic, just very um, downbeat story about this kind of isolation of Ripley and this... Um, just her being alone um, and again. being, yep. yeah, being alone again and dealing with that pain. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, just just wouldn't have worked. I don't think yeah. the way it went with it. So um, yeah, it's interesting because an alien, an aliens, she wakes up alone, mm-hmm. um, surviving all this stuff, and then a little while later finds out her daughter has died, Amanda, which is in the expanded edition or the special edition of Aliens. And then in Alien 3, she wakes up alone again, um, mm-hmm. finding out the girl that she feels like is her daughter is also now dead. Um, right. So I think uh, I think Ripley in some ways just turns into this kind of depressed, I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. She cares, but she has to, she's almost like, she just wants to die. She's like, I want this over. I want it over. And then Dylan's like, no, if you can help us fight this thing, then you're not going anywhere. You know, yeah. Ripley has just, you know, she's found out there's one insider. She's just, I'm she's done. My up. story's over, you know, but really she's yeah. kind of, she's, what's the word I'm looking for? She's um, cheered on to no, please help us fight. Help us fight it. Help us fight it. Yeah. Um, and she agrees to it, you know, kind mm-hmm. of begrudgingly. Um, she's in a really interesting spot. Her character is really, um, you know, uh, yeah, she's just, uh, she's, she becomes such a different person in Alien 3. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we're getting towards the bottom. Let's see. I'll read this one. It says, problem now is the Bloom Camp movie will forever be known as the masterpiece that never was by some fans even though we have no idea if it would have been good or not. People seem to have it in their heads that this was going to be an amazing movie based on a handful of concept images. Prometheus had amazing concept art. It means nothing. Um, And then next person says, I'm choosing not to give Ridley Scott too much credence on this, as he's got plenty of previous um, uh, changing his mind. Uh, I guess he he means these... 
a lot of different, you know, there's been evidence in the past of him changing his mind on different things, uh, different films he's been a part of. So um, I'm aware he was going to be producing Bloomkamp's film, but ultimately it'll be Fox's decision whether the concept gets greenlit, not Scott's. If Bloomkamp can get a script together that the studio likes, then that could change things. Um, do you want to read the responses to that? Sure. Okay. Um, agreed. What Ridley says and what actually happens are not always the same thing. Um, the next one is, there is a script. Weaver and James Cameron have read it, and they say it's amazing. The next one is, which is yet another reason why I'll continue to hold out hope for this movie. Besides, after AVP, AV, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, people say said any chance of an Alien prequel was dead, and now here we are. Uh, the next one is, excellent news. I did not know that. So why is Scott saying there isn't one? You'd think as a producer that someone would have told him, or he's lying. Either way, it's not, it's not great PR. Very true. Um, the next one is, he's a Ridley Scott. He, can, he thinks he can do whatever he wants, and most of the time he can't. Um, and then the last one is, different stories keep surfacing, so I can't believe everything we hear. I won't give up hope for Alien 5. Mm. That's a great place to leave it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good spot. Um, yeah, I'm in the same vein. I'm not, I'm not giving up hope on it. I still think it's um, something that uh, we'll hear about after a little tough while after Covenant releases, after it's had its its time in the theaters and stuff. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's still my guess, my hope. Um, Mine too. Yeah. Um, but I think we should go through, uh, I, I feel like reading, Ryan posted on our official page today um, uh, an article by Yahoo. Um, and it, it's an article, a very interesting article because it was an interview as well with Ridley Scott taking some ownership in the failings of Prometheus, which yeah. I think is really important. I'm actually going to click over to our page right now. Right. Um, but this plays right into uh, some of the things that we've been discussing or we've been reading in this discussion from the Wayland yutani Bulletin. Um, and I feel like we need to st set the record straight, um, at least yeah. as straight as we can, based on the information that we know. Um, right. And so I'm just going to go through it, and then we can kind of discuss or you can interject or whatever. Um, so in 2015... I believe it was January, um, Neil Blomkamp started releasing um, concept ideas that he had drawn for, uh, for an, a sequel to Aliens, which he called the natural sequel to Aliens. Um, also at that time, I got really inspired and started a podcast called Perfect Organism. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, all of a sudden, fandom exploded. Everyone mm -hmm. was in unison. Everyone was freaked out. Um, yeah, it had been three years since Prometheus. Most everybody was disappointed, or there was extreme polarization happening. Mm -hmm. Some people loved it. Uh, most people didn't. Uh, I would say, right? I would say confidently that most people don't enjoy Prometheus. However, I think most people find that there is some great things about Prometheus. Yeah. Um, so there is a covenant. There was a sequel to Prometheus announced. Uh, the name, which was towards the end of 2014, um, maybe Alien Paradise or Paradise Lost or um, Paradise. Um, that was kind yeah. of the names that were thrown about. So these were kind of, but nothing solid. No one knew that what was happening. Um, right. So enter Blomkamp. Uh, mm -hmm. Announces, this is a project that I had. People are really excited. He starts posting all these images via his Instagram account. Really excited, really excited. Everybody's really excited. Then more news. Um Blomkamp says that um, Fox 
he has met with Fox and they like his idea and they're going to go with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So at this point, Chappie, his film Chappie is about to be released, which is also starring Sigourney Weaver. So there's all this promotion. You see these images of Neil Blomkamp and Sigourney Weaver. There's interviews with him during the promotion for Chappie. Um, and he's talking about his love for Alien. He's talking right. about he that he feels like the Alien series is Ripley, that they're one and the same, which is something I agree with in part. Um, we'll get more to yeah. that. We'll, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But um, So he's talking about it. And then, so almost in every interview, he's talking about his idea. Um, he uh, During this time, he mentions that, um, or I think James Cameron, someone asked James Cameron about it. And James Cameron said he's read the script. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's called it gangbusters. He thought it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. then during this, t- during this time, uh, Blomkamp said he has, he's, he has met with Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott's going to produce this film. Um, and he had to change something. Um, so it wouldn't interfere with, um, covenant, which wasn't called covenant at the time. Right. Um, and then later on during the promotion of Chappie after Chappie is released, someone talks to him about his alien project and he goes, Yes, we're starting pre-production next week, I think. Um, so, hey, everything's all good. Everything's great. Right. Um, continued excitement. Um, I think, was it? No, I think actually 2016 was the first Alien Day, officially. Yeah, um, that's right. So then things are going well. Things are going well. We're not hearing much. We're not hearing much. Um, we are hearing from Sigourney Weaver. She's talking about the script, saying it's a great script. It's a great idea. Um, James Car- uh, Ridley Scott said he had read the script. Verbatim quote in an article. I've read it, um, yep. and he had changed the thing. We we still don't know a name for this at this time, um, and this is 2015, going towards the the end of towards towards the middle to the later part of 2016. Yeah. Um, then suddenly, um, news comes out that Blomkamp's film is on hold. That uh, and then Sigourney Weaver says. Um, Fox has asked asked us to wait until they make the pre Prometheus uh, the Prometheus sequel. Wait till that's done and out before we mm-hmm. make our film. Uh, so everyone's kind of bummed. Um, yeah. that seems to be the, the the reply. Everyone's kind of bummed and upset, um, but believe that it's still going to happen. Yeah. Um, then all of a sudden, this new machine takes over. Now, and it's aided in part by things that Blomkamp is saying. But during this time, too, Michael Bean says it's going to happen. Sigourney Weaver, she she says she hopes it happens. She hopes it gets made. It's a really good story. Which yeah. th- that that word, that word you hopes, throws people off because they feel yeah. like, oh, no, maybe it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, right. So then this machine gets going and it gets going. and um, And we're not hearing too much. 2016 comes around. Um, Blomkamp releases an image of Newt, a grown-up Newt, in like this military outfit a little bit, and with a scarf, which looks pretty cool. It's just like Carrie Hen. Um, but people aren't knowing what's really happening. There's not really a lot of talk. So Gordon Weaver continues to say, I hope the film gets made. I hope the film gets made. It's a really great script. I really feel like I, the character of Ripley didn't have a good... Uh, uh, I kind of left her... Un- She's unfinished. Right. Um, which is interesting because I don't know if she's talking about Ripley eight from resurrection because Ripley from alien three is finished. She's done. Um, so that's an interesting thing that she's been saying. So Mm -hmm. then, um, people keep, you know, uh, 
we're hearing less and less and less and less about Blomkamp's film. And then Alien Covenant gets its name, Alien Covenant. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we find out it's going to have aliens in it. And then um, we're kind of fast forwarding because there's really no, we're not hearing much of it. We're not hearing much about Blomkamp's film at all. So then someone asks uh, Blomkamp, what are the chances of your film being made? And Blomkamp says the chances are slim. Um, mm-hmm. So then, of course, everyone's like, oh, no, it's probably not going to happen. Um, right. So then there's discussion. There's discussion about it. Um, our friend William or Bill uh, Robbie from the founder of the Wayland Utani Bulletin, he, write, he, he starts a petition um, that got over 2,000 signatures, which is awesome, but didn't get any attention, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but we're not hearing anything from Sigourney Weaver anymore. Nothing. We're hearing nothing from Sigourney Weaver. We're hearing nothing from Michael Bean. We hear nothing from Carrie Henn. Nothing. Right. There's no movement. There's no one's talking about anything. Blomkamp has essentially all done all but still quiet, except for that last thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then, um, probably in October of last year, I think, um, Ridley Scott is, is being interviewed with Catherine Waterston. And um, he... They're being asked about um, the future of aliens. Well, I, I, I don't have it verbatim, but this is... Um, and Scott says, actually, um, there's going to be... You know, the next film is already being prepped, mm-hmm. um, and but it's not going to be a sequel to Covenant. It's going to go back um, and be in between Promethe- or Prometheus and Covenant, which is yeah. kind of confusing. And then he throws out the word Awakening. Is going to be called Alien Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we everyone first heard about this film, Alien right. Awakening. Okay, and so then there was confusion. Well, is Awakening in between Covenant and Prometheus, or it's just is it the film that's coming out in between Covenant and Prometheus? Essentially, even though it wouldn't be in between Covenant and Prometheus, it would be right. after Covenant. Um, so there was confusion. People, and this is typical for Ridley Scott. He's kind of confusing when he talks. You can't yeah. really follow. I think he's got a lot going on in his head. Um, he's yeah. a really intelligent guy, so he's hard to follow along. Um, so, so again, fandom goes crazy. What is this other alien film, and why are they prepping it so quickly? That was my concern. Why are they right. prepping this film so quickly? Um, so. Yes, yeah, so everyone's talking about it. People think, "Oh no, it's a prequel to it's a prequel to it's it's the the it's not a prequel. It's the the sequel to Prometheus. Um, it's the sequel to Prometheus that happens before Covenant. But then during this time, uh, uh, it is announced that there's a writer. I think Alan Dean Foster is going to write the sequel to the prequel to Covenant. What <laughs> happened between Prometheus and Covenant? So then the question becomes. So then what is Awakening? If there's a story that's going to be written and released, why would they make a film about it if the story's right. going to be released? That makes zero sense. Right. What makes sense is you have a novelization made of the film. Um, uh, that's usually typically what happens. So, right. But this isn't what's happening. So then everything's in a tailspin. No one knows what's happening with Blomkamp. The last thing we've ever heard from him is the chances of my film happening are slim. Um, so then fast forward to... Um, Recent times, people mm-hmm. are asking Ridley Scott about Neil Blomkamp's film, and Ridley Scott says, "Oh, there was no, there was never a script. It was just a ten-page treatment, and Fox didn't want to move on it, but I was going to produce it, which is patently not true. <laughs> um, it just isn't. Um, right. But it almost sounds like he's trying to play it down, like, like he's trying to like throw us off of it, like." 
I don't know. It's just it, his his information doesn't add up. Um, right. So then there's another article or today the the piece that posted with uh that that ryan posted on our page ridley scott is again talking about blomkamp's alien and he says yeah. it's called awakening um but it's not going to happen there was never a script he reiterates that but you go back to october of last year and he says the next alien film is called awakening and Catherine waterston says stop you're ruining it stop telling everybody so much um <laughs> uh so, with that said, <laughs> what I, I, I are you think, guys still with us out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a long, kind of sordid thing. So that's the history of this of this project, or yeah. or of this or this whatever of this Blomkamp whatever. Um, I think Blomkamp's film is still on, and also the other big news I should interject in here is it's been reported by Ridley Scott that the next Alien film is going to go before cameras next year in 14 months. So it'll probably be towards the end of last year. But it was also reported that Ridley Scott was going to do the battle of Britain um, as his next film, but he's also working on another film right now that he's, that he's going, that he's working on now before the battle of Britain. But to bring, let's, let's bring it all back a little bit. Yeah. If you are going to make a film on the scale of alien, you're in pre-production for a year. At least. That's right. what you do. You have meetings. You have story, concept meetings, all that kind of thing. There's no way you can make another film and make an alien film at the same time. Right. So Ridley Scott would have to devote all of his time to this next alien film. In fact, if, the, if it's going in front of the cameras and say October of next year, then he's deep in pre-production right now for that film. He's deep in right. it. But we know he's not. So what film is he talking about? Yeah. He's not talking about a film he's directing. He's not talking about a Covenant sequel. He's talking about a Alien Awakening, which is Blomkamp's film, which is, I think, why they're hurrying it up. Um, so there it is. Yeah, wow. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Was that all from memory, or were you reading some of no, that? No, no, it's all from memory. Hey, man, oh, come on, man. man. We run a podcast. I, <laughs> I've been You're following savage, that long. <laughs> and also, I have to say this again to people. I'm fine with there not being a Blomkamp project. I really am. That's fine with yeah. me. And I've said this before, but I'm saying this again because it's not this me. Jamie really wants this. Man, Jamie's he's just doing his best to see if this movie is getting made. He's trying his best to figure it out. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just going on the facts. The facts don't add up. They don't right. add up to anything. Nothing makes sense. So mm -hmm. the only thing that could possibly make sense is if whatever alien movie that is being made next year that's going in front of the cameras next year, Ridley Scott isn't directing it. Either his son is, or someone else is, or it's Blomkamp's film. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, it. absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I yeah, I mean, you're right. There's so many things... Um, just different, just these conflicting pieces of information um, that just just have me really, yeah, really confused about what's going on. But like you, uh, the only thing that really makes sense to me is that what what they're doing right now is putting off talk about Blue yes. Camp's film yes. because next week or actually for a lot of people outside the u.s this week covenant comes out yes um and that is the big tentpole film for fox and that's they want the focus on covenant yes. they want marketing they want everything on covenant 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 um no distractions we're keeping the focus on this movie 
Um, we wanted to do gangbusters, um, you know, so just focus on, you know, the characters, a story, you know, about Covenant. We want really Scott to talk about that. Um, so once that is through, once that is complete and, you know, Covenant has had a few weeks, um, maybe through it's all for it's all, you know, a whole theatrical run, um, that then you know, you'll hear some news about what the next one. And I really do think it's going to be Bloom Camp's film. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. It can't, uh, it has to be. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Um, right. However, if it goes, it's interesting though, because supposedly, oh no, that would be this year. I see actually um, production on, James Cameron's Avatar sequel start in the fall of this year. So the fall of next year, it might, if Sigourney Weaver's, Sigourney Weaver will be 69. She'll be mm -hmm. turning, you know, she just, she'll be turning 68 this year. So she'll be turning 69 next year. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a window for her. That would only make sense to me that it's, it's a window right. for her. Um, and also we have them, they moved up um, Covenant by four months. And really, we don't really know why they did that yet. I, yeah. was, I was assuming it was because uh, Blomkamp's project would be starting in the fall um, based right. off of availability, but that I don't think that that's true. Um, but uh, I, I, I think it's important to get information correct. Um, right. and, I, and sometimes, obviously, the media maybe misreports or misquotes, but a lot of these are quotes from uh, Sigourney Weaver, most of a lot of them are from Ridley Scott more than anyone else, and then of course we have some quotes from Neil Blomkamp. But uh, it's important to keep track of that timeline. Um, yeah, it's really really important. I I I just don't think that uh, I think we're being misdirected. I think uh, you're right, Ryan. Everything is about Covenant right now. They want Covenant to be a success. They don't want anything to detract from it. Nothing. Right. So they mm -hmm. probably I would even imagine they've I I would imagine that they've told everyone involved with Blomkamp or whatever. This isn't happening right now. Tell people that it is happening, but tell people it isn't. Get their minds off of it. Let it be dead right. for them, you know, mm -hmm. um, so that maybe they can come and surprise us. Um, right. That's the only possible. You know, I think of, I think of Ripley. It's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just again for our listeners, for everyone, um, I, I, it's just important to think about all this. Mm -hmm. Um. And to know to know the information, to know the factual information, um, and right. it's funny too because I've seen this like I'm in fandoms and all sorts of other fandoms, um, and I remember this one music musical artist that I really love. They said, "Oh, they released this statement that oh, in 2011 they went into the they went into the studio to start recording another another new album." Yeah. And, um, then finally, in 2015, when that album released, they went on record saying, "Oh no, we didn't go in until the spring of 2012." And I was like, bullshit. Uh, you, on your website, you said you went in in 2011. Not that that ultimately matters, but again, for me, the truth matters. It really does. Right. Like, just get it right. Now, um, I think it's unfair that Ridley Scott has asked these questions about Blomkamp, to be honest with you. Uh, let's not... I, I think maybe because he's a producer, they feel like they can ask him. Um, but anyways, I don't want to ramble too much, but uh, I just felt like it was important that we as a podcast give you a timeline of, of events. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I don't know if we have time. Did you want to talk quickly about that one from today, that article from today? Um, you know, the the first part, I should say. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, 
And I, I was just going to read what Scott, the quotes from Scott, sure. um, before he talked a little bit about the Bloom Camp film. But he initially was um, asked about, uh, you know, the direction of Covenant that ultimately Covenant took after the reaction of from Prometheus. And um, he says here, uh, what changed was the reaction to Prometheus, which was a pretty good ground zero reaction. Uh, it went straight up there, and we discovered that we discovered from it that the fans were really frustrated. They wanted to see more of the original monster, and I thought he was definitely cooked with an orange in his mouth. So I thought, wow, okay, I'm wrong. The fans, in a funny kind of way, they're not the final word, but they are the reflection of your doubts about something. And then you realize I was wrong or I was right. I think that's where it comes in. I think you're not sensible if you don't actually take the fans' reaction into account. Um, and, you know, my initial response was more in regards to that second half was that, um, you know, in, in case you feel like these large studios or A-list directors like Ridley Scott don't listen to us, the mm -hmm. fans just know that they do. They are listening. Um, you are important and you do matter. Never forget how important you are to us, to the alien community and to the filmmakers as well. Um, and thank you because you make a difference. And I still, I mean, I really believe that. I think I agree it's for Ridley Scott. I think for um, any of the big name directors, I mean, Christopher Nolan, you know, James Cameron, I think, I think they really do hear and understand and can, um, relate to fan reaction, um, and want to, um, you know, do the right thing. Now, I think what caused, uh, some polarization about this was the part where Scott said, uh, they wanted to see more of the original monster and this idea that that was the only thing, you know, he really heard, mm -hmm. uh, from the reaction. I, I don't think that's the case. Even if it was for Ridley, the main thing he heard, I think Fox in, as a whole heard all of the criticism yes. that we've over and over again talking about. And even a lot, of, you'll see a lot of the fans on, you know, Perfect Organism or the Wayland Utani Bolton, they talk a lot about the real issue with Prometheus was the poorly written characters and the poorly realized story. And the poor and the and the bad dialogue as well, and just just the dumb characters that you know you can't relate to, um, and just weren't believable. So I really think, uh, and from all the early non-spoilery reviews of uh, Covenant, it sounds like um, they they heard that and they definitely took that to heart as they made Covenant. Mm -hmm. They wanted to make um, these characters that were really real, believable. Uh, relatable ones you could root for um, and they were intelligent and that the story is a lot more is tightened up a lot more mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah so yeah they do they hear us they hear they hear us at perfect organism they hear Wayland Tony Bolton sci-fi you name it you know they're they're paying attention yeah, so they are I mean um, alien universe their official website is response to the fans Mm -hmm. um, they care about the fans. I think uh, I think Fox is doing their own world building right now in terms of fan world and trying to right. kind of draw everyone in um, to kind of shore up the base a bit. I think that's important too. Um, then and they need to. I think if the fans are have you know if it's a good word of mouth, it's going to do them well. It's going to do us well. You know. Right. Um, and just to to bookend what you said, um, 
and I, we've talked about this before and I kind of wrote, I, I made a little image of it, which I haven't posted yet, but uh, really I, and I've told this to, I was, I was chatting with Dave. We are all, we're chatting in our, our uh, perfect organism chat box. Um, yeah. I, Dave, I have never heard from anyone that their problems with Prometheus were lack of aliens. The only thing I've ever heard, even in remote relation to aliens is what is this? Is this an alien film or is it not an alien film? Um, mm. how, because they were marketing it and Damon Lindelhoff was, well, is it or isn't it? Is it or isn't it? I don't know. Um, which was just like, what are we, kindergartners? Um, <laughs> yeah. And that pissed people off. And it didn't piss people off that it wasn't an alien film. It pissed people off that they weren't being honest about it. Um, right. And uh, the, 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 the problems with Prometheus wasn't even so much the story it set up because there's a lot of great things. I love the engineer. I love that lore. I love the, the language and the the world building of the engineers. I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah. The problems with Prometheus are and were simple. Poorly mm. written characters, poorly acted in, in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, the dialogue was just abominable um, and it yeah. wasn't believable. And some of the characters, the plot points or the, the, the character plot points made no sense whatsoever. Right. Um, and that's what killed Prometheus. It wasn't the, the setup. Um, it wasn't the setup at all. I, I was fine with the setup. I was fine that there wasn't an alien. And, and then they say, oh, the alien's cooked. We're not going to do it. But then they throw in this half-baked deacon at the end that looked like it was an alien in leotard. It just looked ridiculous. It looked ridiculous. Um, and so it was just, it was insulting. It was insulting to the characters that have gone before. Insulting to the character of Ripley and Parker and Lambert and Brett and Dallas. Mm -hmm. um, it was insulting to the, the characters of... Aliens, the, to the characters of Alien 3, which were, maybe they weren't, we didn't know them as well, but they were certainly acted and they were fleshed out and they were real, you know? Yeah. Um, and so then you, they drop on this, these characters that were just, I mean, with this dialogue that was just awful. That's the contention with Prometheus. So the spin is, more aliens, more aliens, I want aliens. It's wrong. It's right. patently false um, mm -hmm. across the board. Maybe there were some people saying, oh, I miss the aliens. But that might have been two and three people out of three or four hundred people, in my right. in my experience. And I've been a part of the alien fandom for a long time. And I'm you know I I, I don't want to say hey that's wrong. Like there was nobody who didn't want aliens. That's why Prometheus failed. That's not why Prometheus failed. Um, right. And that's unequivocal. And I think everybody knows that. Right. Yeah, I'm a thousand percent on board with that. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, I didn't mind. Uh, that Prometheus didn't feature that. I mean, I was, I was on board, right? I thought the opening, just that opening part, I was already hooked in. It was just uh, mm -hmm. kind of mesmerizing. Um, and uh, it's actually uh, one of the, one of the musical cues in that film that I actually really enjoyed. I think it's called um, life in the soundtrack. Yes. Yes. Um, the opening part and just, uh, just so much mystery in that you see this, um, this ship, um, hovering, but it's just dark. It's kind of reminds me of, or the ship in arrival kind of remind me of that ship. Um, you know, just a very mysterious design. Um, and you see this lone person walking up, um, you know, takes off his row. I mean, this whole thing. And I'm like, what is going on? This, that was yeah. so like fascinated. I was locked in. You know, I didn't care if I saw Zeno or anything like that or Chessburst or Facehugger in the movie. Um, but then, like you said, it was just these really just dumb characters making stupid decisions. The dialogue didn't make sense. 
yeah. the acting was poor in parts. Um, David, I thought was fantastic. Yes, agreed. Um, I like Vickers too. Vickers is cool. Yeah. Um, she was Vickers kind of one note, but she, I don't know. There just felt like I felt more a sense about of Ripley from Vickers. Yeah. Uh, she was more Ripley esque than Shaw was. Not that I was looking for someone to be like Ripley, but she was more by the book. Let's do this. No, they're not coming on board if there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she, she was more like Ripley than she was. Uh, I don't know. And of course she right. ends up losing her life. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that, that was the, that was a failure of Prometheus in my opinion. A lot of people would share that, that it was, the characters, the the dialogue, the story was not fleshed out well uh, or well enough. It wasn't tightened up enough. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I think I've maybe heard. I didn't really pay attention a lot. There might have been some people talking about, like you said, the you know it was a there was a sort it was supposed to be an alien movie, but there's no aliens in it. Um, but yeah, I mean. By and large, most of what I saw was these characters are idiots, and you know I can't, I can't. I mean, it's just the suspension of disbelief is just way too high to yeah. um, for me to, for this film. So, um, but uh, is that what you choose to believe? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's what I choose to believe. Yeah. So, <laughs> Charlie, um, Charlie, Charlie, yeah. Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. I can't create life. <laughs> yeah. It's everything. It's all of us. It's everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just one uh, prick of a needle tells you it's everything. It's all. It's everything. It's all of us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, but I really feel like, uh, from what I've heard, Covenant really writes that ship. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really envious of the people that get to see it oh, this week. Oh, I know. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. So yeah. our next official episodes are going to be uh, Ryan and I's first reaction. Ryan and I are meeting up next week in Santa Barbara or around there. And uh, we're going yeah. to watch the film Friday night, and then we're going to watch it again on Saturday, probably. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to go record our, our, our reaction episode. And then uh, we'll have another roundtable discussion reaction the next week. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we'll kind of, our life will be Alien Covenant for a while, just talking about, because I'm sure there'll be a lot of things to talk about and a lot of things to digest. So our first few episodes are probably going to be pretty long. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so excited for this movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then hearing, you know, from guys like Bill and Aaron Percival, just yeah. very positive reactions. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I just need to see it now. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. Just... Oh my God. And we should mention, um, so Bill, we've discussed his, we've said his name a couple times. I've, I've talked about Bill quite a bit. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I, I love Bill. Bill's a great guy. He's brought me on yeah. board the, uh, Wayland New Tiny Bulletin. Uh, when I was a member there and uh, Bill is very harsh about his opinion of Prometheus. I don't mm -hmm. like Prometheus either, but there are things that I do like about it. There's things that I love about it. Bill doesn't like it unequ unequivocally. He doesn't like it. He, he I would say probably he hates it. Mm -hmm. um, Bill has just seen alien covenant and he reported back that it's the most enjoyable film he's seen since alien three, um, mm -hmm. which he loves. Um, mm -hmm. So we're, he didn't go into, in, in, into, into depth. Um, because he doesn't want to spoil anything, and I'm sure you know we'll we'll have discussions with him. But that is a good sign for me. That is mm -hmm. a good sign when someone that critical 
over Prometheus is like, hey man, no, this is some good stuff. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. We need it. We, we, we desperately need it in fandom. We need a good alien film to root for. So. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, I I guess that's a wrap. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Well, next time we'll, we'll talk, uh, we'll be after we see covenant. So, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited. Hope everyone listening is excited. So definitely go see it. See it uh, as soon as you can, because I hear it's a, it's, I hear it's just a thrill ride. Yeah, rocking time. So yeah, can't wait, can't wait. All right, we'll we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, take care, guys. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley. Last survivor of the Nostromo. Signing off.